This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well i do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy Hello there, and welcome into a brand new episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. Back, baby. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> I love that every single week year we go, yeah, baby, straight <laughs> off the bat. I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing a bit. I love oh. doing it. Do you know what? We're getting on a bit of a run here, and yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm glad that we do it every single week. I'm glad that the Savage Situation is building consistency. It is back. People are enjoying yeah. it, and uh, yeah, it's good to be here. I think that's, mate, you know, we, we said this when we first kind of brought the series back, we were like, you know what, consistency is absolutely key. Mm. And I think just not, not just because we get to give you guys, the listeners, the viewers, an, an amazing show every week, but also because we get to hang out and talk about games and stuff, dude. This is like the coolest, this is fun. Just hanging out. Love it. Well, speaking of hanging out and playing games, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit jealous. I saw, okay. uh, I saw you hanging out and playing video games on a TV set. The things Fuck are happening you. in the savvy world. Do you know what, mate? I'm, I am so happy yeah. uh that a you're keeping in touch with me online i love that yeah. but b that my show has come back uh my tv show the first hour we started shooting it again um in a studio last week so for those who don't know um uh, you know that I, i'm very lucky to host a tv show on sky in the uk and internationally it's kind of a let's play tv program where we kind of play like new classics recent games you just kind of play them through and the first hour of the game and kind of give everyone kind of highlights of what it's like really but the, the amazing thing was mate and i know that you're kind of you know where you are right now in the radio station you're in like a studio kind of space mm-hmm. obviously the last year's been mad there's been no nowhere to kind of get into um shoot anything or record anything so actually being back in a studio first time for me in like 10 months mental but it's, what an amazing thing it was being around a production team again dude wow. was, i was it was so good it was so good to be back yeah it's been a it's been a crazy year hasn't it and uh, oh, you know man. i had a, I had a similar feeling i think um when when i was doing the red bull stuff that we've already spoken about and um next weekend i'm back in a studio again for the rainbow six uk and island nationals finals which is going to be epic let's go baby let's i go, love that it's just it's just a great feeling isn't it when you're back 
in and amongst it with people. And I'm sure that you listening, like not every, well, I mean, the, the, the pandemic's changed a lot for a lot of people in regards to like what's, what working spaces look like these days, lots of working from home. But that first feeling you have when you're back in and amongst it with your colleagues, it's a, it's a strange one, but it's brilliant, obviously. Yeah, it really is. I think the, uh, that's, a, that's a good point, actually. I think it's kind of a weird, it's a weird dynamic in the moment because it's like some people are like back at work. Others are like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stay at home a bit longer. Yeah. Others are like, I'm loving being at home. I am go, I'm going back for anyone because people have saved loads of money on transport, on like meals out. Like, dude, I'm, I am a, a classic example of someone who spends a, a, a ridiculously stupid amount of money on food Me when too. I'm just out and about. I never cook things at home like, oh, I'll just pop in for a pret. Oh, yeah. there's a Leon over there. I'll yeah. grab some of those potato waffle things and dip them in chili sauce. Love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a sucker for it. Like it's, um, you know, I've been, I've been away living in an Airbnb in a, in a hotel for two weeks now. And um, like, I'm the same. Every night I'm either going out for something to eat or like for, for my lunch, I'm doing, you know, we've, we've spoken heavily about meal deals on the show already, but I'm, I'm all about it. Um, yeah, it's, it's all about that life. Me and you, me life. and you are a sucker for a sani, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Dude, I, I sat like sandwiches is a really controversial. I mean, we will go on to one day. We'll talk about the. We'll, we'll deconstruct whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza. But for now, which that is a kind of like a real kind of long. like tri- trigger. You what? That won't take long because pineapple does not belong on pizza. So. Oh shit off, mate! Like, oh, are you talking, you, no, you're not pineapple on pineapple absolutely belongs oh. on pizza. Mr. Hawaii over here. Next week, next week you'll tell we don't like bounties and celebration boxes. I don't like bounties. Oh my, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll do this near a Christmas right. or something. <laughs> this, it's mate, I, I, maybe I think I think I am at this point. I think I am the freak of nature. I am the person who does like pineapple and pizza, and I do like bounties. And, and then you can you can come at me, but I'll yeah, I'll take it. I know it's weird, but I I love it. No, I bet I bet um, your family and friends love you at Christmas because you're eating the bounties and they get to eat all the Mars bars and the and the Maltesers. So like yeah, they're winning. Sweep up, mate. I'm always like at least you go to the box and think, oh, everyone's taking them, and it's like a mountain of just coconut goodness. So, so I just shovel. <laughs> I actually, what I do is I open them all up, squish them all together in a giant bounty ball and just swallow it. Oh my like, God. Like, like a dragon. Do you know what? I didn't expect head. to hear the sentence, uh, a bounty ball swallowed like a dragon, but <laughs> this is what I love about this show. Um, we, we sort of like dictate what we, we're going to talk about as we go along a little bit, Sav, but what did mm. you what did you talk about on your latest um, show? Yeah, do you know, I, I, so oh, with yesterday, so we, we started a new brand new season and we've not been on air like with a new sh- series because the, the show's been running kind of now since around like, you know, I think 2013, yeah. 12. It's been a long time. That's a good I've been run. To be part of it. It's a good run. Yeah. Solid run, mate. Keeps getting recommissioned, doing something right, I guess. But the, uh, the yeah, we got to yesterday and we kind of, we haven't actually recorded the show for 10 months since the PS5 and Xbox Series X actually came out, dude. Oh, right. So okay. So that's a big talking it. point. <laughs> yeah. Massive, massive. So we, yeah, so we yeah. haven't actually recorded anything. So yesterday, we, the first two episodes we did, we did Assassin's Creed Valhalla and we did Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. So the two games that came out on the day of launch for both those kind of uh, next gen consoles. And it was interesting, man, because I, so I, I have, I have or had both those games. I got Assassin's Creed Valhalla on day of release. Yeah. As an Assassin's Creed, I'm not, I would not say, are you a fanboy? I would not say I'm a fanboy, but I like it. It's one of those games where I think the first couple of them, I, I quite enjoyed it, but then I sort of stepped away from it um, yeah. just because it was a little bit repetitive. But I appreciate it as, as, a, as a concept and a game. I, I do enjoy it when I do sit and yeah. play it. It's one of those games where if you're if you're playing it, like you're, you're showcasing the first 60 minutes of the game or like what the game looks like as an open world thing, it has the things that do, that do tend to lend a lot of humor. Things like when you take someone out, you can actually pick up their body and like pile them high or throw them off rooftops and things. Like these yeah. things you can do that are a bit wacky and a bit funny 
and you can challenge yourself. I, I, I love RPG kind of open world games for that for that very reason. And so for me, like I've, I'm the same as you, dude. I was like Ezio, that kind of like original kind of like couple of games, well into it. And then the Animus and like different time periods and Assassin's Brotherhoods and, and stuff start kicking off. And I was like, I am lost, dude. Yeah, I have yeah, no yeah, idea what's yeah. happening. And I kind of, same as you kind of like twitched off a little bit. But Valhalla, like, do you remember the trailers from E3 when they kind of dropped? They banging. Like, banging. Yeah, banging. And like Viking, I think, did you play the God of War game, a new kind of re- new one that came out? I played bits of it, but I, I didn't rate it, to be honest. It didn't, it didn't do it for me. What, what didn't you like? I don't know. Maybe I'm just, it was a little bit too chaotic for me. I think that's all it was. Maybe I wasn't in the right frame mm. of mind when I sat down to play it, but I, it is on my list of games to play again. But Van Halle, like, it, that is still on my list of games as well. I just, as soon as I got my PS5, um, which I do want to talk a little bit more about soon. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I was straight oh, yeah, on right. Astrobot, which which came with the console. Damn. And what a game! What a game for a launch game just to come so with the console. Good. I mean, talk about talk about kind of like uh, a nod to the legacy of the PlayStation. Loved it. It was such a fun little game. Yeah, and and Spider Man as well. I, I played that. But but yeah, <sighs> sorry to get back to it. What 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 are your thoughts on Van Halen? Then did you enjoy it? What was the consensus yeah, when you were on your show? I so we obviously so we played the first sixty minutes yesterday. But I actually was, I, I probably put about eight or nine hours into the actual campaign before yeah. I started kind of getting, it's like you, sidetracked by Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game when it came out, which was so good. Because I, I think The Amazing Spider-Man by Insomniac Games remains one of the best games ever yeah. on the pre-gen, like PS4 era. Like, like it was it was ridiculous, like amazing. So, so I knew that Miles Morales was going to be much of the same, shorter, but still equally as amazing, better graphics. And it was that. I kind of, Assassin's Creed, I wasn't quite as into anymore because... For me, mate, I don't know about you, I, I play like an open world game yeah. and I'm suddenly, I get a bit of a feeling of, oh God, it's too open, it's too big, it's non-completable, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here, ah, panic, run away. Yeah. That, do, you, do you know what I'm saying with that? Do you get that? I agree. I, I 100% yeah. agree. See, but you, because you love Breath of the Wild, yeah. you're obviously a massive light like, Zelda, which to me, again, was one of those games where I was like... Oh Jesus! This is this is vast. Oh, so the, the certain games where I will let it, I will go with it. So like Breath of the Wild, because I love the franchise so much, I just I was all in. I couldn't get enough of it. I would explore that world for a million and one years. But then there are other games, and do you know what? I'll do the same on GTA. Like there'll be sometimes yeah. when I was playing GTA where I would just drive around for the fun of it and just see what was going on in the world. <laughs> But then some other games that are just a little bit too vast where I don't have that personal connection, I just find it daunting. And I find myself going, okay, even like with character design, I get into it. It's like, okay, I don't need to design my eyebrows, my mustache, my earlobes. I don't need to know what size <laughs> shoulders I've got. And, and all that, I just find it too daunting. Things like, things like the density of freckles. No one cares about the density of freckles. I don't care like... about the density of my motherfucking freckles, bro. <laughs> Like, just give it's me so the generic, dangerous. give me a lead character in a game. Like, if I was playing Hitman, I want to be the bald guy. That's the guy I want to be. I don't want to play a Hitman as me because I'm not a Hitman. I like to buy into the character. Same with Uncharted, same with Super... Like, imagine if Super Mario got released and it was like, okay, you can play as your me. Nah, I don't want to play yeah. as my me. I want to play as Mario. When you were to hit, uh, Hitman then, I had a really weird thought. And I'm, I want to know your, your... I'm sidetracking here, but I want to know your, your vibe on this. Yeah, go on. I, I, watch, I watch a lot of stuff about World War II. I'm a big, a big World War II guy. I love like history. I mentioned I was Polish last week. My you know, grandfather um, you know, passed away earlier this year at 96, he did. And he, was, he fought in the Second World War, like, you know, amazing stories, like amazing stories. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, bit, you know, a bit partial to it because obviously him being a Polish man and like, you know, I've been to, I've been to like Auschwitz. I've, I've, done, I've done a lot of that kind of stuff. I've kind of spent a lot of my time um, 
look into it. I was watching the thing this morning about Hitler, like about, about Hitler and like about like, you know, kind of like the German regime, just because I'm interested in kind of like every kind of aspect of like, well, well, what I'm trying to get to though, you mentioned Hitman. I thought Hitler, would you play a game? Would you play, if a, if a top end like developer built a game where you played a sim and the main character you played as was Adolf Hitler, yeah. would you be into playing that game? I'd be, I, I mean, look, listen, I'd be fascinated by it. I'd be fascinated yeah. by it. I don't think I'd want to live from that side of the operation, but I, I would, yeah. if, if he was in a video game, I would love to recreate an ending where he gets taken out. I would enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's what you know, you know I loved the Wolfenstein games. Mm. Like the Wolfenstein games that came out, particularly, I think you played the new ones that came out with Bethesda in the last few years. Have you played those? Do you know what? I haven't played them. What are they like? Oh, geez, mate. They're so like, because, you know, it's like kind of like, what if, like Man in the High Castle style. What if um, Germans won the war and Nazis took out? And it was like kind of like this kind of crazy weaponry and like it's just it's a it's so brutal but yeah. so good. It's a, it, they're excellent games. I really recommend those. Okay, but, I'll, um, I'll check them out. They they, they, they are yeah. at my street because I am into that sort of side of history as well. So I oh, imagine dude. it's quite fascinating to be part of it. Game in a video game. I thought what a dark game that would be though if you could play like different dictators throughout history. That would be a very Jeez, dark game. That would be dark. But like, <laughs> but kind of like, that would be horrendous actually. But yeah, going back to like the original stuff that like we were talking about like with um, with Valhalla and Assassin's Creed and stuff uh-huh. as well. Like, you know, the, for me, like the, the, the interesting thing about the, playing the game yesterday was I played it on the Xbox Series X so yeah. obviously I've, I've got a PS5 and I played the Xbox Series X version and you know Palm, you know, Palm Parcel they're, they're pretty much the same game now I, you read up about stuff and, and I want to talk about PS5 versus Xbox Series X game because obviously it's like okay. it's like the it's a big it's a big discussion point it, it, it is and you know what it's, it's fresh in my mind because my, that? me and my brother have been talking a lot over the past week like serious like as if he was contemplating proposing to his current girlfriend it was that deep of a decision in his life. But he said, I'm going to swap my PS5 for an Xbox Series X. And Whoa, we were, whoa. What? Yeah, I know. But do you know what? It's funny. It's the wrong way around, surely. Yeah, well, t- t- funnily enough, when it was all kicking off, when both of the consoles got released and it was like gold dust and everyone signing up to Stock Informer, getting those alerts whenever they dropped it, your local like, Argos or Amazon or whatever, <laughs> I managed to get my hands on a Series X and it got to my place I unboxed it. I was buzzing, but it was like, it was a substitute because I couldn't get a PS5. So like I unboxed it, I set it all up. And if I'm honest, the menu system was too similar to the Xbox um, One X. And and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, because it's just a similar vibe, it didn't feel like a new experience to me. So I didn't immediately fall in love with it. And then the following morning, I did manage to get my hands on a PS5. So I shipped off my Xbox Series X. No profit. Don't worry about it. I didn't, I didn't do that sort of thing. The next morning after. The next morning, I managed to get, after after I got my Series X, the following morning, I managed to get my hands on a PS5 at my local Argos. Oh, so lucky. People were like, how have you got both of them? But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, To to have both those systems on like day two is bonkers man yeah, like that's, it, that's that's legit amazing it was mad and it was it was so cool um but yeah I, I ended up with the ps5 because i wanted a different experience to my xbox and, and all sorts of stuff but my brother was telling me all these reasons as to why he's decided to ship off his ps5 and bring in the the series x so i'm going to run a yeah. few of them past you and let me know what you think so yeah, have, you, have you actually have you actually pre-made a list here because i want it it's I, all I'm, in my mind he's been telling me for the last 16 million hours <laughs> so i've had to every sit- time we see each other we talk about the differences again. Yeah, fine, fine. Oh, yeah, just whatever. Tell me. All right. So yeah. he said to me, all right, I've completed Spider-Man. So that's okay. done. 
And he was like, so from here, where do I go? Because if I get my, if I get an Xbox, I've got Game Pass. And the, we all, we're all aware that is a wonderful service. Like the Game oh Pass God. service is phenomenal. Great value. Oh my God. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, for, for those, I mean, if you've not heard about the Xbox Game Pass, which I, which I presume is, is, is probably not you if you're listening to this podcast, but yeah. you, just in case, it's ultimately the, like a, like a massive library of Xbox you know, games or, or games that you can play on the Xbox or PC for that matter, yeah. which you can play for like, you can download any of them uh, for like four to seven pounds a month. It's That's crazy. It. And that includes a back catalog of, you know, Xbox 360 games and Xbox games if you're into your nostalgia as well. So like it's, it's, a, it's a solid offering. PlayStation yeah. Plus, however, the only game worth downloading in the past month was an old tennis game. And that was it. And yeah, yeah. PlayStation Plus was was garbage. Like it was like yeah. pl- Plants versus Zombies two or something ridiculous. Or it. yeah. Oh man, sometimes they have some absolute stinkers. And it was this month. That was it. It was a stinker. And 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 he was saying about exclusives. So he was saying, you know, you've got uh, the new Halo will eventually come out later this year. Then you, yeah, we hope so. At, the, at, at this point, I think it's just not coming out. Yeah, the, maybe the whole not. In, the infinite title is Halo infinitely waiting for it. It's never going to happen. <laughs> And then you got Forts there, which is coming out, which is going to be great as well. And I couldn't really give him enough reasons to hold on to his PS5 other than Prestige, because it was the one that no one could get. It was the console that brought the most prestige when you got it. It was like, you know, it was like the shiny Charizard of video game consoles. <laughs> what do you that's think? Like, that's like an Easter egg for every episode now, somehow bringing up <laughs> shiny Charizard. It's just a thing. I love it. We yeah. should keep it going. Yeah, we should. We're running through. We should. It's a solid argument from him, though. Just Game Pass alone. What do you think? Well, that so that so his main his main reason for saying that the Xbox Series X is better is for the Xbox Game Pass. Game Pass, and main... he thinks there's a, there's a there's a lack of games and exclusives on the horizon that, that are worth playing at the minute on the PS5. That that to me is actually the opposite of what I think is a, is the reason that I love PS5. I think when the Xbox Series X came out, mm. everyone went right, brand new system. Here we go, Microsoft, show us what you got in the tank, show us what's happening, and then it was like right, so. Halo Infinite's coming out one day. Yep. Yes. What else? What other exclusive IP have you got? Oh, Forza yeah. one day and maybe some Gears if we can be bothered. Right. Yeah. Anything else? No, I hear you, brother. I, that, that, that's my problem. And I think, I think that, that for me is the... I mean, the thing is, from, from looking at the, the difference as well, I, apparently according to... Because I, I was looking at it interestingly as well. I was looking into like actually some, some real kind of... From some software, hardware Oh, you went into the nitty gritty, bro. Yeah, dude. I just, well, just I was just looking at kind of the, the actual differences, right? Because I I made a massive boo boo this week. I've I've got a monitor. I bought a new curved monitor, mm. and I stupidly transporting it from one place to another to do a shoot, cracked it, and half the screen is now black gel smudge bullshit on my screen. I can't see anything from from half of the screen, Sav. and I'm gutted, mate. Absolutely. I mean, don't, I mean, I'm a tit. Can you not take it back and be like, it came like this? What with a massive impact, like smash on the screen? Yeah, I got it home th- like three months ago, and there's some kind of weird crack oh, in the screen. I'm so sorry for you, bro. Are you still using it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm using it right now because I can technically, if I angle things correctly, kind of bypass it. But it's it, it you can't game on it because half the screen's missing. So I bought I bought another screen actually to to kind of like to compensate. Yeah. But at the same time, the the colors, are, the vibrancy from like the both the screens and things as well, like on the Xbox Series X, I think I want to say that I think the color palette is vaster than that of the PS5 from like the kind of like a from a, a graphical standpoint. Okay. I think the Xbox Series X is superior to powerful. a degree. It's more powerful, yeah. It's more powerful. Um, but at the end of the day, mate, 
it all comes down to games. Like it comes down to games. It comes down. Yeah, when they when they said when it first came out and you had like you know a lot of the times PlayStation do have the first they they have the foot in the door first with a lot of games as well like games that are going to be multi platform yeah. or cross platform they somehow get the edge and have it before Xbox to a degree and things. So for me, like things like Miles Morales on day one, I was like, yeah, I'm all over this. Like I knew that Ratchet and Clank was coming up Rift Apart, which I platinum recently. Yeah, boy, smashed nice. it. Um, and obviously Astro, the Astro Bot game you mentioned as well. Like if you've not played that, Ian, like, like it was, mate, when you kind of find uh, these little relics and they're like, they're the PlayStation 1 controller yeah. and these hidden little tracks, it's such a it's such a thing of beauty. It was, the thing was for me is that I was longing for a new experience when it came to, to gaming. Like I'd gone from the, I went through all of the Xbox offerings when, you know, the last gen was like, okay, now we can get the Series S, the, sorry, the One X, whatever else. Um, and I loved it. And I loved that you, you we jumped into 4K gaming as well with the with the One X. That was nice. And HDR and, and all that good stuff. But I needed something new. And the PS5, uh, straight away with, with Astro Bot, just got me right in the senses with the controller, man. Like, oh, mate, I remember mate. thinking, oh, this is this feels like next. This feels new. And I, the main thing that the standout for me with the PS5 genuinely, I love the menu system. I love the the way it feels. But the controller alone is just like just mind blowing, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, I think that's the that was one thing, actually, I noticed from the from the PS5. Because I, so I, I was very lucky as well to get a PS5 on day one, simply because in that 10 minute window on Amazon mm-hmm. where they were like, we're going to open up to pre-orders in like September time, I, I managed to somehow get in that window. And I think the, the thing as well, that like I was on my smartphone, I was on my smartphone, I was on my phone and I was trying to, um, All right, granddad. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was on my smartphone. Um, and, uh, I, I was playing with the buttons, uh, and a bit at the, for me, like I was, I was basically trying to use my, my phone to kind of buy this thing, like to get it. And it wasn't loading up on my screen. I was like, what? So I Googled it really quickly again in that first 10 minutes. It was like, you cannot access it on on a, on, a, on a phone. It has to be a desktop. That's where you're going to see the pre-order. And I was like, right. oh, Jesus, jumped online and with like two minutes to spare, managed to nab one. And it was like, get in. Yeah. And the rest is history. If at the very beginning, right, let's say you didn't get it on release and yeah. you could get your hands on a Series X, would you have Would you have gone for it? I think without a doubt. Yeah, so I think without I guess a doubt, yeah. The, the argument, I've, the thing that I'm thinking here is, is that is there an argument to be made that lots of people maybe went for the PS5 because it carried a little bit more prestige and uh, allure around it in regards to how hard it was to get and everybody wanted one? Well, maybe people are still waiting now. This is the thing. People are still yeah. kind of uh, almost a year later are still like they still haven't made enough. They still haven't got any out there yet. And there's this kind of weird demand for it. This kind of like the holy grail of gaming to kind of get yourself a PS5. Even now, yeah. you know, almost a year later, you and I saying that we've got a PS5 is a bit like, oh, lucky. All this time later, you know, you think that any consumer could just walk into a shop and buy one. You, you actually can't do. Where on the PS5, there's this aura of like, oh my God, it's a PS5. It, it has a different it has a different weight to it, like saying it compared to the Xbox Series X very quickly. Like I'm looking at some of the IP now on the screen and Halo, Gears of War, Forza, Fable, State of Decay. Uh, are there many more? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely serious. Like that they have exclusivity on. I don't know there's there's that many other AAA games that they they have. But and I mean, the- let's look at the PS. I'm just been I'm just been like playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Like let's look at the PS5. Like in in regards to exclusives, what stands out to you? Is there anything out there that you're thinking I really want that in the future? Uh, I think the oh, well, obviously the Spider-Man games. Are they are they cross? I think they're both consoles now. 
I don't know for, I'm pretty, for a fact. Miles Morales, you could only get on the PS5. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So PlayStation. Okay, so so Miles Morales is exclusively PlayStation, which is I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, so is Ratchet and Clank. That's exclusively PS. Uh, the Demon Souls game. I've been is that playing possible? that, but it scares the shit out of me, so I don't play that. I, 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 all I'm saying is, I don't think either. Like 2021 PlayStation Five exclusives, yeah. Astro's Playroom, banging, Demon banging. Souls, too scary. Uh, dist- and hard <laughs> destruction all stars says the grown man it's too scary I can't play it it's too scary destruction all stars take it or leave it god of war I get it but not not for me um, Gran oh, Turismo 7 nyeh. horizon forbidden west nyeh. miles morales there's, that's it there's games like the re- I mean the returnal came out that's what, I mean I haven't played it yet apparently that was really really good um, that was exclusive uh, watch dogs was that that what came out on both consoles I think I look at it I think what I'm saying is I think you look at both Xbox and PS5 and if you're if you're a, a, a PS5 fan you go oh well what have you got to look forward to uh, Halo and a potential Gears game and then and if you're an Xbox guy you go back to the PS5 guy and go oh well you've got you got Spider-Man uh, and maybe one day Uncharted you know that's and it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? It's a similar battle. Um, I must, I must say, I must say though. I think for me, I was um, so before the pandemic back in like 20, 2019, It was like December time, and and Xbox um, came to Xbox on the kind of like the big showcase for Xbox came to uh, London. It was in you know the Copper Box Arena in Stratford. Yes, in there. And it was. And it was it was great and I stage hosted like kind of like the live bits and stuff. It was really cool and I, and I loved being part of that kind of team. Um, now what was interesting to me though as well was i think if you're an xbox fan if you're an xbox lifer you you are so dedicated to that to the xbox team like to the brand as well like playstation yes there are people who are diehard playstation fans but the, the I, i'm putting it out there i think xbox fans are a different breed man they're they come from a different cloth that like they really are absolutely in love with xbox yeah and and it, and I and I and I and I massively respect that you're so committed to that particular because Xbox, of course, as well has this great synergy with PC. You know, obviously being Microsoft and being you know the floor the, the 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 fluidity of the two systems as well from PC to to Xbox and vice versa. It's interconnected. I remember when the, when the Xbox um what was it? when was the Xbox after the Xbox uh, 360? The Xbox One. Yeah, they so that is very confusing. They came out <laughs> and they basically said we want to create a multimedia kind of home system, like an entertainment system. Yeah. So it's not just about playing games; it's about kind of connecting everything. Everything's about connectivity. I keep, and you, I respect I keep, you keep that. saying connect, and I think you're, are you going to are we going to talk about connect? Is this, is this is this the is this the camera? Yeah, for the, yeah, oh, yeah, mate, mate. I, yeah, yeah. I think it was like a Star Wars like Jedi dancing game. And the E3, that? so like I remember all of the Connect games went because it was like new technology, wasn't it? Because they were sort of looking at what Nintendo did with the Wii, and they're like, okay, motion controls. We're going to take it a step further. We're going to do like a camera that just moves. It recognizes your whole body movements, including your fingers and stuff. And like yeah. you see these like trailers of people like swinging swords and like tennis rackets and like fingers moving and on screen the character would be going like this and and then it comes and i'm like waving and my character on screen is like somewhere in the distance like doing a backflip and i'm like no that's not what i'm doing get back up (laughs) just follow me (laughs) dude the gate the gate the game is called connect star wars right yeah 
I and I actually, um, when it when it um, when it launched, uh, part of while I was working with Jinx Loads, I went over to um, the launch party for it. So this is back in the day where there used to be kind of like game launches every week, like a little kind of mini party to celebrate. It was good times. Doesn't really happen anymore. Not just COVID, just doesn't happen. Yeah. Budgets, whatever. Um, and I remember going to this thing, and I was like, oh snap, this is going to be six like a Star Wars night. And I was doing like interviews and stuff, and I interviewed a few kind of like I've a few really cool people. I interviewed um, John Hanna. Who play? Who's in like sliding doors? Oh, and he's in like other, yeah, and yeah, he's in yeah, like yeah. um the mummy movies and stuff. And I was like, and he was such a nice dude. And I was like, okay, this is great. But dude, at the end of the night, they were like, do you want to have a quick interview with Anthony Daniels, aka C three PO? And I was like, and I was like, yeah, That's right crazy. now, yeah, let's do it. And as I did that, I heard this. I looked at my legs and fucking R2-D2's bumping into my knee. I'm like, okay, okay, this is, this is madness. I mean, I'm, I'm immersed in Star Wars right now. Wow. And I chatted to Anthony Daniels and uh, yeah, fine, you know. What did uh, he talk like? Yeah. Did he talk like... Well, it, he kind of complained the whole time about like how hungry he was and how like he didn't know why he was there. And I was like, right, okay. So can we do the interview now? But don't say that, just say nice things. Okay, action. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but at the same time, that he, no, not, you know, relatively nice guy, you know, very, very, very kind of like, I think uh, living the dream is he's been C3PO for the last like 40 years. So just, you know, li- you know living every second of it. But yeah, good times, mate. Some good, yeah, connect. You know, it was, I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but it, you know, it was, it was something for a, at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, kudos to the people that thought a connect Star Wars dance game was a good idea because that is just mad to me. I'll tell you what, we go off on such, um spirals of conversation but i like that <laughs> i like it we go off on branches of all sorts so let's just let's just dead this issue right here right now before we move on yeah are you ps5 for life now or do you think it can be swayed depending on what offerings you get in the future i will continue with my ps5 mm-hmm. however if the opportunity to get a series x comes up i i may i may divulge however yeah as someone who is not a major 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 halo slash forza particularly fanboy it's that the, the draw isn't the same for me the i think technologically with the xbox game pass maybe but i can get that on pc now you are looking at a man who figured it out a long time so yes i only just recently upgraded to pc so it's throwing a spanner in the way but i've got ps5 and xbox series s so the cheaper non-disc version of the xbox and my game pass so i can have all my gears my halo it's not as powerful as the x but then i've got my ps5 as well so it's like the best of both worlds i know not you can't, that's a very expensive acquisition to make i made it over a, a longer period of time but um yeah but yeah that's for me is the sort of dream scenario we're very lucky fortunately having all the access to these different ways of playing games now but i think that's that's the beauty of it now it's like it, it kind of feels like whether it be a switch whether it be kind of like yeah, yeah pc as you mentioned or even if you're playing things like the google stadia or you're finding ways to do cloud gaming and kind of get more into that kind of thing there are so many different avenues now that you can go down to play the majority of the games that are being released regularly yeah, yeah. um which is kind of amazing really because for so long like it was so hard to it was so hard to kind of want, if you wanted to play something, you had to have the right system all the time. Now it seems that there's a cross platform for me is a, is a beautiful thing. Cross platform makes things a, 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 is a game changer, if you will. So I, it's, it, it's a conversation. And for you guys listening as well, like or watching, let us know your thoughts. Like, is it, is it, is it, is, is it PS5 for the win? Did you see um, this week as well, mate? Did you see, did you play the, the Marvel Avengers game when it came out? And you know I what? Did. I didn't. I didn't. 
Is it good? The Square Enix one. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what? So it. it so this is around. So if you've not, um, if you've not played the Marvel Avengers game at all, um, it is very much like it's a it's a third person PVE kind of game. Um, so you player versus environment. It's like kind of like Destiny. If you play Destiny, it's yeah, yeah, thing. You're leveling up. You're getting exotic gear. You're trying to get as, as as leveled up as possible. Um, you have all the different Avengers up for grabs that you can do, you know, utilize. You play the main campaign mode. And once you've done that, you kind of play with all the characters. Then you can really start to kind of like focus on one particular character, be it Iron Man flying around, lasering things, or Hulk just smashing everything. Um, it's it's like that basically. Um, the game comes out. Uh, I was uh, I was I played it. The whole the, the story is mental, considering the fact that we've just had the entire Marvel. I mean, you you strike me as someone who's watched all the Marvel movies. You see the majority of them. I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen the you see the kind of that story arc basically of like this kind of Marvel universe. What they've done here is they've created a game which totally separates itself from that Marvel universe, and it's kind of a different strand where like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not Iron Man in the game, and Chris Hemsworth is not Thor in the game. Okay. It's like kind of like the comic book versions of those characters basically. Mm-hmm. So you really have this kind of detachment, thinking, oh, that's not the same. Well, that's a bit weird, or that's a bit different. And then uh, what happened was the game came out, and basically it was kind of it was kind of a bit patchy and like broken a little bit but also people just weren't really that invested in the game like it wasn't really something that you were kind of like oh this is really good like it had a lot there you know to kind of to, to get him you know to get stuck into but the player base was dwindling and that kind of thing but this week they've just released the new kind of um black panther dlc the wakanda war for wakanda right um and i think mate i think it's making a comeback it needs to make a big splash if the dlc pops off and people are saying like this is it this is good then it could make it come back. But it's one of those where I looked at it and you know what? Sometimes I just struggle. I struggle. I think it's like just past experiences. I struggle with video games um, that were made from film because I've had, there have been so many bad ones that I just assume sometimes that it's going to be a stinker. There, I mean, that's. Do you know what? There, there are not many games from movies that are actually... Because there's, there's, there's different types. There's kind of the games that are made in the movie's universe... And games that are actually made based on the film. That's it. They're the games that I, they're the games that I'm most interested in. So, like, for example, the reason why things changed for me in, in this regard is that I I remember playing Men in Black for the PC. Years. What and the years hell was that years like? Years and years ago. <laughs> and what was that? So I've never heard of it. I loved it. I loved it, right? But I couldn't get past level two. So what I would do is I would play level one and level two over and over and over again and try and get past level two. Never could. And when I look back in hindsight, the game was just absolutely shockingly bad. And there was probably no way to get past level two. And it was a terrible video game. And it haunts me to this day. I, I, I still wonder what level three looked like. Really? But yeah, the graphics at the time were terrible, even for, for the era that it was. But what, what, are some of the, what are some video games that were you know, made from the concept of a film that you've been a fan of? Um, for me, uh, you know, game, because I've got, a th- I've got, so growing up as well, like obviously with the Super Nintendo particularly, there were so many, I mean, movie studios were capitalizing on the growth of gaming massively, just ch- ch- chucking in any, th- any money they could to develop a game kind of alongside a movie release. So I remember I had on my, my SNES, I had things like Home Alone 2, um, the video game. And I had like Back to the Future on the NES, like these nice. kind of like, the, they, and they were all total 
like total garbage, oh, like right. a lot of them. I mean, there was there was Casper the Friendly Ghost. I remember on the that. SNES. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was the Adams Family uh, game. There was there was uh, uh, Wayne's World the game. There were so many games. Uh, there was, I mean, there, there was an original. Do you remember? There was a Batman game on the NES, which was sick, like so good. And there was also like um, a Batman Returns game on the SNES, where it was like um, it was kind of like a Streets of Rage kind of type game, but it was more like Final Fight, but it was really animated. It was very much like if you played The Simpsons arcade game, like that. But Batman, it was it was it was wicked. It's like when I look back, like the SNES, and I think I'm right. SNES, maybe Mega Drive, actually. Yeah, Mega Drive thinking of like Aladdin and the Lion King and, oh, and games mate. like that. Back back when Disney made good vi- like were, were part of good video games. Um I don't know if there's still I don't I don't know if there's been correct me if I'm wrong, you listening and watching right now. If there's been a great Disney game in the last ten years, I'd love to know about it. Um let us know which ones are decent. But then obviously when you get into GoldenEye territory, when you step into the N sixty four, GoldenEye is probably arguably the greatest video game uh, adaptation from a, a movie ever, maybe, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely up there, 100%. I would, I would say, do you know what? If I had to choose, the, I, I would say I love Lego games. Yes, like, I really I love Lego games. And I love the fact that you've got, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, you've got Harry Potter, you've got... Um, I mean, that, for me, I've always craved... I mean, I talk about... I Like the shiny Charles, I talk about freaking Indiana Jones every single week. Yeah, yeah, like, that's all I talk yeah. about. I'm so sorry. Um, but they, but they, made, they made, like... Indiana Jones games have never been brilliant, but the Lego games, mate. There was they, one they, good Indiana Jones game for N64, but the Lego games, you're right, they're um, they're so well done. And, oh. and, and the, in theory, they should appeal to kids, but when I'm playing it, I'm so messed because there's lots of um, great adult humour within there as well, like made for for guys our age. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've been waiting for ages as well. For they, they've been they've announced ages ago they're making like a, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga game. So there's been like the Skywalker, um, like the kind of like the, first, the, the the prequel, the original trilogy. Um, they've had those Lego games, but now they're actually making a completely separate Skywalker Saga with all nine movies all incorporated into this kind of Lego game. And it's like, there's still, I mean, it's, there's still no release date for it. It's been like talked about for a long time. I can't find one, but dude, and that comes out, I am a hundred percent in that game. Like then that's why I love Lego games. The replayability factor is next level because you go back again and again and again and again, and you want to just get every single character unlocked and kind of get everything. Uh, it, it, and as you go again, back and forth, back and forth, you have more and more weapons and more and more opportunities to get all the collectibles and the Easter eggs. It's just, it's just amazing. There was one game that got terrible reviews that I really loved, just because I loved the franchise so much. And it's Die Hard Vendetta for the GameCube. Like I remember getting it. Oh my! And I remember God. like the voice actor wasn't Bruce, but he tried to sound like Bruce. And I remember there was this point where like, like with hands, and he goes like cigarettes. Diesel, very bad for you. And I'm like, you don't sound, you don't sound like this. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ignore it. But that's another good one. <laughs> but do you, but I mean, you you played you played the Die Hard trilogy on the on the PS1, right? The what? The, what one, two, the, or three? The, the no, Die Hard trilogy I did not on play PS1. Die Hard trilogy on PS1. Oh, Let me mate. Google that. Die Hard. Oh mate, mate. Oh my god. You, right, the Die Hard trilogy on the PS1 was arguably one of the greatest games to ever, ever, ever Holy smart. enter oh, right. so it's, the PS1. Oh, you ro- oh, my God, he's got his bloody vest on. Mate, mate. Okay, mate. I'm up for this. Right. 
all three original Die Hard movies. I know you're a Die Hard fan, okay? Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, Die Hard with a Vengeance, okay? But what they did is they separated the three games stylistically according to the different like the different movies. So the first game was a third person you know up and down the tower try survival oh point score God. shooting people like like level like kind of a classic platformer right yeah the second game die hard die hard like die hard 2 die was more like it was a third person like side scrolling you're in the airport you're you're shooting kind of like you know terrorists or whatever and the third game was you like grand theft auto taxi style in new york racing around through checkpoints and stuff i remember, trying to that, complete, one. Was, I remember that one yeah i do remember it that was one. amazing that's the samuel L. jackson film and it was yes all right okay uh, dude it was so good like i mean art oh, i mean that was um amazing i think I, i've just i've just actually researched as well like while, while, while chatting some other classic film to game adaptations and i have found dude in 2004 there was a Fight Club game on PS2. What? What reviews did it get? That's what I want to know. It got a four out of five on Amazon UK. Oh, that's good. But Metacritic gave it a 36%, which sounds a little bit bad. But it's a fighting game based on the 99 movie of the same name. Okay, so it sounds, it looks like absolute garbage. I'm not going to lie to you. But other games as well that kind of like came out, which kind of, I guess, were part of I mean, there was, did you play the, the most recent Blair Witch game? Which I think is on Xbox Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, that's meant to be quite good though, isn't it? Yeah, creepy. If you get scared by games, you get scared by games. Um, no, I get scared by Demon Souls. I don't get scared by games. I get scared by Demon Souls and that is Specifically it, right? Demon Souls. Okay, I, I, it's I, horrible. I remember that. You'll come around one night and be like, hey, dude, uh, oh, can you just flick over to the other the HDMI um, thing to, to the movie we're about to watch? Yeah, sure thing. Demon Souls. And you're going, ah, <laughs> I would run out onto the streets of London. I've just... Screaming. <laughs> I just want to highlight another game that's come up, which again is a trilogy that is, I mean, I actually think could be one of the greatest PS1 games of all time, if not one of the greatest games of all time. The, the Alien Trilogy. Did you play this on PS1? Yes, I did. I did play that on PS1. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, that... Because if you remember the timing as well, and and, and I know there'll be a lot of people listening right now just nodding, going, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, You remember there was was that great animation of facehuggers jumping on the screen and sliding down your face, pulsating? Yes. Oh, man. That that was a really good game. And that was scary back then, though, in a weird way. It was, it was, but it was, it was so good. There was, I remember there was, there was tons of these little kind of like the little eggs and then kind of like sprouting and the things. Do you know, it, it, it was really good because it was around the time as well that you, that you had this kind of, this fascination with like Doom, with Wolfenstein, we mentioned, these kind of third person kind of games set in these kind of like fantastical or kind of like horrific kind of areas, locations. And Alien Trilogy enca- encapsulated kind of all the alien movies in this game. And it was so, boss fights, aliens, explosive barrel drums, weaponry. That was a freaking great game. Such a great game. Oh. You're making me want to go back and play my PS1. We, I mean, th- we should, I mean, these. Th- this is the thing though, is that it's, it's- So me and you have a PS1, mate. Can we, can we, can you get PlayStation? Okay, this is, now I'm going back now a little bit to our PS5 Xbox Series X conversation here. PS5, I don't think goes goes uh, back any further than PS4. Am I right? PS3. Yeah, that's right. But I have, I own a PS1, so I'm not worried about. You've got you know got like, PS1 hooked up and ready to roll. Yeah, I've got an old school TV with a PS1 plugged into it, ready to go. So you're more than welcome to come and play it, bro. What? Yeah, I, may I, you had me. Get me, get me to Ian's gaff ASAP. I want some. I want some of that. Like. What's what's sna- get that PS one fired? What snacks up. we bring in? What's the snack? What's the snackage like? What am I, what, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. 
I'm not a massive ice cream guy. People kind of go, oh, let's watch a movie. Okay. What do you want to get? Ice cream? Ben and Jerry's fish food? No. Give me some toffee popcorn, you loser. Immediately. Oh, <laughs> me and my brother have a thing called the Champions Bowl. So within the Champions Bowl, anything goes, all right? So it's a huge bowl. And only champions can eat. Only popcorn. champions can eat. And okay. within that, yeah. So you can, that, there can be minstrels. There can be Maltese. <laughs> there can be M&M's. They, no, no, but it gets spicy, right? Because I'm not scared to throw some gummies in there as well, like Haribo, Tang Fasti. Mix it all up in a pot. You don't know what you're going to get, that sweet and savoury, whatever you want to call it. Champions Ball is what we're going to have an LPS Jesus, one. Jesus, mate. Jeez, Louise. So, you're, so you just all you mix it all together and just like, it's basically like a, like a lucky dip together. of good stuff. A lucky dip of the, the finest. That is the, the champion's The finest bowl. teeth rotters this side of the, the Milky Way. Oh, yeah. My God. I want to double dip inside that bowl ASAP. That sounds, that sounds Hell dirty, yeah. but I hey, don't care. So I've had Go an on. idea. That was 30 second okay. challenge. I'm willing to put myself forward. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yes, Chambers. Okay. Right. So 30 second plot challenge. You've got to summarize a plot in 30 seconds. And uh, we basically, I, I time it. Um, I, I need to find it. You time it. You've you got a clock by you. Yes. So it's the 30 second challenge, okay. right? I thought, as we have just done, Die Hard. Why don't we flip it up a bit? Why don't I try and summarize the Die Hard movie? To anybody never love seen. this okay so, so are we okay just to clarify are we talking about die hard one the movie not the first game in the trilogy just the movie so die hard one the movie okay now remember ian before you get cracking on this i know com- you're a confident a confident so-and-so at the best of times but remember yeah i am let's emphasize less on outfits more on plot lines okay i'm just i'm just saying okay so i shouldn't talk about his best in his bare feet his wife yeah. uh okay. i shouldn't talk about that okay. right and the count right, of three so three two one then get going okay. three Two, yes. one, do it, baby! John McClane is an NYPD officer from New York who goes to see his long-lost wife, um, Miss McClane, in Los Angeles, where she works at a place called the Nakatomi Plaza. It's a huge building. He goes to see her. She goes off while he's getting a shower when he gets there. While that happens, a lot of terrorists from Germany take over the place and start shooting people. And John McClane ends up fighting his way through, saves all the hostages, gets back with his wife, and everybody is happy as Larry. That is Die Hard 1. Mother. Yes! 30 that seconds. You nailed 30 that. Seconds. Let's go, mate. Super. Was that on the money? That was on the money, mate. That was on the money. The only, the, the only gripe I had with it, I'm going to be really specific here. And only because you're a Die Hard fan. I would say, if you want to be really specific, you'd say uh, Holly McLean is actually was at the time going by Holly Gennaro. Just because that's, Ooh, that's, that's, that's what she's known that's as. That's important. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Mm. Because, but the jeopardy, I should have put that in there because that's what made it so special when they got back to That's right. But do you know what, mate? You absolutely knocked that out of the park. I think that was perfect. Thanks, I, do you know what? <laughs> thinking about Die Hard, and we've talked about it a lot, and I love that we have. I want to say it's a moment here, just to kind of be massive, like, I mean, I think I think that uh, Hans Gruber, played by the, the late, mm. great Alec, Alan Rickman. What a man. Rest what, in peace, what, Alan Rickman. What, uh, what an actor. Um, wow. You know, be it Snape, be it, you know, be it, be it Gruber, be it all the different, I mean, the, the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. I mean, come up. Incredible. The guy was a, like a legend. But for me, like, I think, I think Hans Gruber could be one of the greatest villains in the history of, of movies, just because of how uh, suave and how like cool and, 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 and incredibly evil. Yeah. So like when you watch it back, even though I, I know how much I love Alan Rickman and, you know what? It's one of them where I still can't believe that he doesn't. He's yeah, not here anymore. Can't believe it. Um, but like, what was he in? He was in that Christmas film. Is, is it Love Actually. As well. 
Love banger. actually. Banger. So banger, mate. But I, to this day, I watch Die Hard every year. Um, and I go in going, oh, God, I love Alan Rickman. And every single time, Bruce takes him out at the end. I'm like, get him, Bruce! Yeah. Get him! Because he's so hateable in that film. Like when he goes, uh, when he takes out uh, Mr. What's his name? Is it Mr. Nakatomi, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah Mr. Nakatomi, horrible. yeah, yeah. Brutal. And when he just pops him in the head. And I love, I love that bit when There's he announces where, to the rest of the people who are kind of waiting by the yeah, waterfall to see where he is. Mr. Nakatomi will not be joining us for the rest of his life. Uh, oh, like his life. Those, <laughs> like, you could just quote that movie. You'd be kind of, yeah, you mother effer. Like, like, like it's just, yeah. it's just, I mean, the whole thing is just a quote. I mean, there's a reason that it, it is, it, and it is a Christmas film. You might say, oh, it's yeah, not. It is. it is definitely a Christmas film, 100%. If you say it's not, sorry, you're wrong. But I will, I will find out if it's a Christmas game because I'm going to play a diet. On my PS1, you need to Very play that ASAP because it is honestly. I kid you not, it was one of the one of the finest games. One of the finest games. Um, let us know, obviously, guys. Let us know what your what your favorite movie uh, adaptation to games have been. We, we've we've I mean we've we talked about with Stevie when he was on a few weeks ago, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, which was a freaking banger as well. But like, let us know what um what your favorites were. Any that we've missed that you want to highlight as well because there are so many out there. Uh, and I'd, I'd love to. I mean, they, they could make so many great games out of movies that that haven't been done yet, which could be done. So, uh, but yeah, mate, it's been it's been a, it's been a it's been a good time, man. I've loved this. Always a pleasure, brother. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. We are building steam. Yeah, We're going full steam ahead. We're chatting every single week. Yeah. I've fallen in love with this man day by day. Oh, and um, listen, we want your feedback. You want, you know, hit that subscribe button, all that good stuff wherever you're watching. Five stars, please. Yeah, yeah. And, um, we, we've talked yeah, about it. We love we've it. talked about it. Yeah, yeah. The, the and and you know, completely adding to Ian's point. Like we we are loving doing this. I think uh, the 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 best part about all this is you guys are along for the ride. We've we've talked about reviewing the show. It is like as Ian said, like reviewing it is is really helpful simply because of the algorithm, and it just helps promote it and get us out there as much as possible. So as we grow this bad boy, we'd uh, we'd love you guys to share it and uh, you know enjoy this journey with us, man. We're like, we're, like, we're like Bilbo Baggins. No, no, we're like Samwise and Frodo. And you guys can be like the... Uh, you're like Gandalf on our journey. Really? Is that what we're saying? Are we saying that the audience are Gandalf? I thought I was Gandalf. Okay, you be you Gandalf. Told me, you, told me, you told me I was Gandalf. You be Gandalf. I'll be the horse. And the audience are Frodo and Samwise. That's fine. Okay, there, that's there we go. That's, 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 that. that's what it is. No, I like that. Uh, I like guys, it. thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. And, and uh, we look forward to... ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Once upon a time, a knight in shining armor slew a dragon while a princess was locked in a tower. Cool story, bro, but let us take it from here. Girl Tales is a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Girls go on adventures, take risks, and become their own heroes. We've got new stories every Monday. Find Girl Tales wherever you get your podcasts and join the fairy tale revolution today. Catching up on the next episode of the podcast. Till then, take care. Goodbye. Yippee-ki-yay, mother.
A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well, make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye. 